things are severed in life because of people not fulfilling their end of the bargain. But guess what? God says he promised that you will have a sound mind. Now, how is that so? Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. We're talking about how your mind matters. Last week, we talked about the importance of your mind, why your mind matters to God. And we talked about a few things, but just to give you a few takeaways from last week, we talked about how our mind matters to God because we are created in God's image. It's important for you to know that. And then we talked about why we were created, which is incredible uh, moment that we shared as well. Then we talked about you have been created for dominion. You can take dominion over everything that will try to take dominion over you. Then we ended it up with choices. We have a choice in life, and our choices takes us always to our destination. So that is some of the things we discussed then. So tonight, at this point, we're going to talk about the transforming power of a renewed mind. That you can be transformed. It reminds me of the show Transformers. That's one of my wife's favorite shows. Not mine's, but hers. How a car can be transformed into a auto box and go back to a car and all of those things. That's one thing. But I'm talking about the transforming power of a renewed mind. That word transformation is metamorphosis. Almost like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly how that's so important mentally as well, how our minds can be transformed. They can be renewed. Now, the word renewed means uh, uh, it's like an adjective or a verb, which means to an adjective or a verb, which means to make new or to make new again. I like this definition, to restore In legal terms, it can mean prevent the lapse of judgment or judgment as relates to doing something again. So we want to talk to you about the transforming power of a renewed mind. I love that thought because the battle is in your mind. And guess what? There is a battle for your mind. Romans 12 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then I love what Peter has to say about it in 1 Peter. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, hope to the end for the grace that is to be bought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts, in your ignorance. Then it goes on to say, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Now these verses use terms, what I call arm, gird. They are military terms. I used to serve in the United States Army. I did 25 years. Hua, 
That's what kind of what we used to say, hua, when we greet one another. I don't know why, but we did. So those that are in the Army, you can relate. And if you're listening to me right now, I do appreciate you. If you have served a country in any one of the armed forces, I mean, any one of the branches, thank you for serving. It is truly a blessing. But their battle is raging. There's a battle for our minds. So when it says to arm, to gird, you got to get it together. You got to get on point. You got to be on target because we have the responsibility to control our thoughts and bring them into conformity to the will of God. And I love the second part when it talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not be conformed. Now, the Greek word for conform or fashion, actually, we get the English word schematic, which means a drawing or a pattern. It means we should not pattern our thoughts after the world's way of thinking. We should pattern our thoughts according to God's word. How important for us to know that as we go forward. If you're listening, if you just tuned in, you got to know that your thoughts do matter to God because your mind matters to God. Now, that being said, you got to pattern your thoughts not according to the world's way or the past. You got to press forward. In order to go forward, your mind must be new again based on the word renewed. There's another powerful principle in the book of Philippians, and this is for you. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, and lovely, think on those things. If there be anything that is good, if you see a good thing happening in our society, think on those things. Be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, again, think on those things. Have that awareness to tune your mind in. You know, it reminds me sometimes when I'm listening to the radio, I'm listening to my favorite music on a station, sometimes the clarity is not there. So I have to fine tune it, have to tune in. And that's what we need to do with our minds as our mind is being renewed according to God's word, as we're listening to the word, we're actually attuning or retuning our mind so we can have clarity of thought in life and we'll be on our way to our minds being transformed. We're becoming powerful instead of powerless. The other thing I want you to know, you can have the mind of Christ. Matter of fact, the scripture tells us that we're commanded to have the mind of Christ. In Philippians, it says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, he didn't think it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. And guess what he did? He took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. I like the part where he took on the form of a servant. I think we need to serve well. In order to serve well, you got to follow well. In order to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower. And I think the root of following and serving and becoming a great leader is the attitude of having the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ, it means this. We are submitting our lives to the will of God by serving other people. I love that, right? 
I think we need to submit our lives to the will of God. Someone said the safest place to be in the whole wide world is in God's will. Not at Fort Knox, not in any place in your room, not in the basement, you know, when things are going bad outside. To me, the safest place to be is in the will of God. That means we're submitting our lives to God's plan for our life. Because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but guess who does? God does. I know what happened yesterday because I was there. And I kind of have an idea of what's happening now. But I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I can plan. As the principle says, we plan. But guess who orders our steps? God does. So we must submit to the will of God because we're commanded to. Also, you got to know that God has promised us something. You know, people can promise you things. I've had people, I've had friends, I've had family to promise me something. Guess what? They did not deliver. People can disappoint you. Have you ever had anybody to promise you something? I know you have. And they didn't fulfill their promise, right? Relationships are broke up because of that. Things are severed in life because of people not fulfilling their end of the bargain. But guess what? God says he promised that you will have a sound mind. Now, how is that so? Here it is. Second Timothy tells us, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and he's given us a sound mind. Another translation says a disciplined mind, a secure mind. I like a sound mind. That means I'm intact. I know where I'm going and I know what I believe. I have the right information because we can overcome the spirit of fear as we meditate on the scriptures. I love meditation. It helps us to stay calm and cool and collected. I took my sister to the hospital a few days ago and she's a retired nurse. And as before they were taking her blood pressure, she was meditating. She closed her eyes and she began to meditate. And she had an incredible blood pressure reading. I think it was 125 over 60. And I said, wait a minute, is that too low? She said, no. Matter of fact, I asked the physician. He said it was not because God has given us the ability to overcome fear and to meditate on scripture that will make us secure in who we are we can and we can exercise power in life as our confidence in the promises of God grows so information without application can produce frustration information with application can cause our lives to be elevated I call it elevation so we can have confidence because God's promises are for everybody guess what God promises are for you. Yes, I am talking to you. If you're listening now, God has incredible promises for you so you can have a sound mind. If you keep your mind on him, I love that principle. In Isaiah, it says God would keep you in perfect peace. Why is that? Because you trust in him. Sometimes we want to trust in riches. We want to trust in people. We want to trust in the news. We want to trust in this or that. But the best trust is in God, in his word, because his word will not return void. 
it will accomplish what he sends it out to accomplish. And I love that part because, again, we can have confidence. We can develop love as we connect with others through serving them, and then we can receive love. Just like children need certain experiences to develop certain abilities, meaning if a child's grow up without receiving the love and the emotional connections they need, they have no more difficult, they will actually, you know what, they will have a more difficult time learning to collect, connect later in life. They will. It, it won't be easy. So guess where it starts? In the house. It starts at home. A child needs that connectivity with authority figures, with, with parents, so they can connect to others later in life. Now, because of that, God calls us to live in community. If you're listening, if you just tuned in, I want you to know community is for you. You should not live in isolation. I know some people are introverts and some are extroverts. I used to be an introvert and I've learned to become an extrovert. I've learned to love others because I love myself. So I find myself connecting to other people, not knowing when that's going to happen, but I purposefully do it. I think it's healthy. It's healthy mentally. It's healthy for us physically and emotionally because we got to realize we're not by ourselves. And we can develop a sound mind as we replace old thought patterns with the word of God. And I'm so thankful for that opportunity as we are going forward and knowing that we can have a sound mind because God has promised us that and he always keeps his promises. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. That's 833-435-8022. Second Corinthians 9, 7 states, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. Yes, we wanted to continue. I want to bring this to mind as it relates to transforming power of a renewed mind. We have definitely addressed that we have responsibility to control our thoughts and bring them into conformity to the will of God. We talked about how important it is to be in the will of God and that God has commanded us also to have the mind of Christ, uh, that it's so important to understand that we can have the mind of Christ as we go forward, that we can submit to the will of God. And then we have promises that God has given us. People let us down, but God has not, and he never will, that we have a promise from him that we do have a sound mind. That being said, I want to continue in this thought as it relates to the transforming power of a renewed mind. 
The next thing I want to share with you, I think it's so important as you're tuning in and as you're listening right now, and I do appreciate you hanging out with me uh, to listen to this so important understanding of the next thought is this, that there are characteristics of a good mind. There really are. There are characteristics in how to function in a mind that is good, I mean, and acceptable to God. And what are those characteristics? I am glad you ask. Those characteristics, first thing is this, you got to have a ready mind, a ready mind to do God's will. The word ready means action, fully prepared. Are you ready to do God's will? That's a question. Or are you resistant to do God's will? Now, sometimes God's will may not seem easy, you know, uh, God's will take us to places we may not want to go. It reminds me of Psalms 23. And David said, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But he did say, I will fear no evil. Sometimes as you're ready to do God's will, you may have to go through the valley. And understanding that you have to think the right thoughts while you're in the valley. Because when you're in the valley, you got to know there must be something higher there's a higher elevation, there's a higher climb, there's a higher level called a mountain. So you got to have a ready mind to be in God's will. And even though you're in God's will, you'll get through it because God brings you to places so you can go through. He never brings you to something to get stuck. You always got to know with the ready mind, you can go through and get to a bigger place. The second thing is this, as some of the characteristics of a good mind, a humble mind. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and guess what God is going to do? He's going to exalt us. He's going to exalt you. He's going to exalt me in due season. I love that powerful principle. A humble mind is a mind that is submitted to God's will to do it. Are you a, a proud person? Are you a person that is self-sufficient, not focused on humility? When I was moved by God to come and do ministry, I really believe he called me to do ministry. Many years ago, I was living in Anchorage, Alaska, stationed at Fort Richardson, and I was walking across a field in the middle of the day, headed to work, or headed actually back to work. I already just went to work, so... I went to the gym, walk across the field, and I felt an urge. I felt a sense of calling from God. It's time for you to preach. It's time for you to teach. It's time for you to do higher level of service for me. And I looked around and said, who was that? And nobody was around but me. But I felt God tugging on my heart. Now, I've already been committed to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus, and that was powerful. For at that point, I said, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord, and God continued to kind of move in my heart, and I connected with my pastor at that time, and he said, that was God talking to you. You're ready. You're ready to go to the next level. And then about a week later, during my prayer time, God gave me a scripture as I was reading Matthew, and where Jesus said he came not to be served, but to serve. Wow, that sticks with me today, that really was a glue in my heart that has never left. It is etched in my life. 
In order to be great, you got to serve. In order to serve, you got to be humble. So one of the characteristics of a good mind is a humble mind. I don't want to be proud. I don't want to be self-sufficient because I am nowhere close to being sufficient without God's grace in my life. Because guess what? I am what I am by the grace of God. The next type of mind you want to have or the uh, what are the characteristics of a good mind is a fervent mind. Are you on fire for God or are you cold? You, are you passive? Are you lukewarm? Either way, it's not a good place to be if you're passive, lukewarm, or cold. You got to be on fire for God. Do you have a thirst for the knowledge of God? I think it's so important we're living in an age of technology, advancements in science, and so many nuances of our society. It's so important for us to have a hunger and a thirst and be on fire for God. It reminds me in Matthew when it was spoken, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness in the gospel of Matthew chapter five, they shall be filled. So I think it's so important in keeping a fervent mind, a mind that is on fire, instead of a mind that is passive, we got to keep that thirst for knowledge. And the knowledge is God's word. So as we are continuing to move in these characteristics, we got to have a ready mind, right? You got to have a humble mind. And you got to have a fervent mind. Because we are to engage ourselves intellectually with God. That is so important in going forward. And another part of the characteristics of a good mind is a willing mind. There's so many people that are not willing to do God's will. I remember one principle says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So we got to have a willing mind, a willing mind to go forward and go the distance, not a mind that is stuck in a rut, not a mind that is concrete in our own will, but my will is to do the will of God. What about you? Are you willing to do God's will? That means you got to have that mindset because your mind do matter to God how you're thinking, how you're processing thought, how you are processing your life. That is so important to God, but it has to be important to you. So you must have a willing mind. The next characteristics of a good mind is a lowly mind. Do others say that you're proud? How do you know you have a lowly mind? Based on what others say about you. It is so important. Now, it's what you say about you first, but others can see you in different ways that you can't see yourself. So you got to have a lowly mind. It reminds, it reminds me as I'm walking and somebody said there was something on my back or it was a bug or something. I can't see the back, but somebody else saw it. So I told them and I turned around. I said, thank you. I don't want a bug on my back. So when other people say something about you, especially listen to this, especially if if it's more than one person saying the same thing about you that you do not have a lowly mind, something is wrong. You know, that old statement, Houston, we got a problem. So do you have a lowly mind? I hope you do. 
because we must take responsibility for our own mind, which means we got to take responsibility for our own thoughts. Sometimes we can blame other people for things, but eventually the Bible tells me in the book of Corinthians, when we were a child, we thought as a child, but now I'm older, I put away childish things. So now I got to have the attitude to understand I have to take responsibility for my mind, which means I'm taking responsibility for my actions. You not only have the responsibility to control your own thoughts, but you got to know how to bring them into conformity to the will of God. You have to know that, right? Every thought and every imagination that can keep you and I from knowing God and his will, we have to take those thoughts captive. Now, that's what Corinthians tells me. Second Corinthians chapter 10, I believe, verse 5, it says, we can cast down imaginations. You can cast down imaginations. And guess what? Every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And you and I can bring it into captivity. Every thought, not some thoughts, not some thoughts that takes place. Guess what? It could be on a Wednesday. It could be on a Thursday or, or even Sunday night. You can still take every thought captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ. And I believe this passage goes on and says, when our obedience is fulfilled, meaning when we do our part, God always does his. But you think about that, even when we don't do our part, God does heal his part because God is faithful. God would not go against his word. His promises are for everybody. So when we come short, God still is faithful because he's going to be faithful until the end. There's a passage that I talk about or read as well in the book of Lamentations. It says, morning by morning, new mercies we see because great is his faithfulness toward us. I do remember and I do recall in my life that there are times I have not been faithful, but I do know God remains faithful. So understand this. You can take responsibility for your mind and how you think. You can do God's will. You can take every thought captive, whether it's depression, whether it's worry, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, whatever negative thought that is trying to bombard your thinking, you can turn it around and take it captive by saying it doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. Don't take ownership of negative thought. Take ownership of positive and godly thoughts. The word of God is a pattern that we compare our life to. We got to ask God to teach us and show us how to cast down every wrong and wayward thought if we have to do that. And I guarantee you, God would do it. It may seem like a slow process to you and me, but you got to take it one step at a time, one thought at a time, and sometimes one day at a time. And you will begin to think more clearly and reason more effectively. So know that today that you can have the characteristics of a good mind. You can understand that God has given you promises you can have a ready mind, a humble mind, a fervent mind, a willing mind, 
and a lowly mind because there is power in a transformed mind. As you renew your mind, it will be transformed and not conformed to the patterns of this world. Thank you for being with me today. I'm so glad that you are listening and I look forward to you being with me the next time. At that time, I'm going to be talking about disciplines to retrain your brain and how you can reset your nervous system so you can think better, you're going to live better. I hope you have a great evening and I'll see you the next time. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida, 32073. Thanks again for listening. Stay mindful and keep striving for improvement because your mind matters to God.